Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You are listening to Keep Canada Weird, a weekly weird news roundup by The Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the weekly Keep Canada Weird discussion series. If you're new here, Keep Canada Weird is a venue in which my pal Handsome Aaron Airport and I seek out and explore the more offbeat Canadian news stories from the past week. In tonight's episode, which we recorded on the evening of Tuesday, September 26th, 2023, Aaron and I find ourselves surrounded by death, condoms, and a lawsuit. We're going to discuss the attack on an e-scooter rider by a flock of Canada geese. We're going to get wrapped up in 1,000 mysterious condoms. We'll wonder why a woman won't stop twerking. We'll hear a painfully honest obituary. And we'll reveal some personal legal troubles related to our ill-fated live show. Let's get into it. Handsome Aaron Airport. You may notice something new about me. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing my Halloween hat. Yeah, I got scared when I first saw you come up before we started recording here tonight. Uh, one of the very few things I can say about the live show uh, last week is that I actually bought this hat at Capricon. Mm -hmm. One of the vendors was selling it for a mere $20 for people who aren't watching along live. On my hat is Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th franchise, one of my favorite horror movies from when I was a kid. And I plan to keep this hat on my head until halloween night at the stroke of midnight is when i'm going to take it off yeah yeah and it's and it's interesting that you bought it at capercon because i think it's a good metaphor for what ended up happening at capercon to us yeah actually i bought it the day before we were supposed to go on so yeah maybe uh mm -hmm. this hat is is cursed cursed yeah um, but, but before we get back into that topic let me ask you how have you been listeners haven't heard from us outside of the live show for I guess two weeks. What's new with you? Anything? Uh, a lot is new. Um, certainly still reeling from what we went through with the live recording. Mm -hmm. So still the dust is still settling on all of that controversy and, and everything that goes along with what happened. So, mm -hmm. um, so a lot of that has been, has been still occurring. Anything new personally? Is there any mm. updates in like your garden that you're growing outside? Uh, the community? update of my garden is that I didn't start it or grow it. So that's the where it stands right now is that it doesn't exist. It's kind of plateaued at like yeah. uh, grass. Yeah, yeah. I, I did mow my lawn yesterday. So that I guess is is the closest <laughs> to gardening that I did. But um, I did visit a chiropractor today. Oh, is everything okay? Well, I my shoulder has been bothering me for the past few months. Mm. I can't move it certain ways, uh, or it gets really tight and sore. Oh. Um, so anyway, I, that's been kind of slowly coming on over the past few months. So I've kind of been keeping my eye on it. And I decided to make an appointment with a chiropractor to see if they had an opinion on it, and if there was anything they could do to help me. So 
Uh, I went there today, and despite the uh, warm weather that we've been having, my shoulder is frozen. I have frozen shoulder, it's called. Oh, weird. Mm -hmm. uh, can it be cured by hugs? Because we had talked in a recent episode about people hugging you or I or us. Do you think a hug would help it? A hug could help if they take my arm and slowly bend it back towards my back uh, okay. in a safe way to help me stretch it out. Okay. So, yeah, anyway, it's not uh, it's not the end of the world. Um, it certainly isn't. But uh, I'm glad to at least have an opinion on it anyway. I was wondering if maybe it was um, impacted by stress. Like I find if I have a sore back or neck or anything's going on, if I'm stressed out, it's usually connected. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I made it clear at the beginning of this episode that one of the only things I can say about the live show is my hat was purchased there. You mentioned still reeling in some of the aftermath of the live show. There is one thing we can say, which is we should explain to people why we're not going to be addressing the live show, why we're not going to be talking about what happened. Yeah. There has been a development. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to let them know what's going on because you've been kind of on the front lines of this. Yeah, I was the I was the one to receive the notice. Unfortunately, um, I don't know why. I guess it was easier to find my address, but mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know. It's hard to talk about because I don't know what I'm allowed to say exactly, but. Um, I'll try to, to say this in the most careful way that I can without your or I getting into trouble. But yeah, if you just stick with the pure facts, no harm in that. Cause it's out there already. It's on the record. Yeah. So we had the, we recorded live at Capricorn, uh, an extremely, uh, rigorous and large crowd showed up to try to get into the recording and couldn't. And they congregated outside. And um, in all of this fuss, there was some damage to a residence fence that occurred. I, you know, we didn't see it happen, um, but it, it, it apparently occurred during the ruckus outside as the people were waiting to get in. And now um, there's some legal action or legal consequences that are being put forth towards you and I mm -hmm. as uh, being held responsible for uh, the damage of the fence financially. So um, mm -hmm. due to, yeah. to our live recording. And it's not that much of a laughing matter because this is, it was a wooden fence and it's alleged at this point, we haven't seen all of it, but the number that's being thrown around is $700 to fix this thing. So mm -hmm. Um, but that's something we're not going to get into the live show because all of this is going to come out in court because neither of us are in a position to fix a fence, um, mm -hmm. especially when we're not satisfied that we're responsible. So that's all we're going to say about yeah. the live show. No questions about it. Uh, no statements mm -hmm. about it. Let's move on. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. Um, hopefully we didn't say too much already because, again, we really shouldn't be talking about it at all, but we should at least try to give our listeners some update about what is occurring and why we're not going to speak about the live show uh, for a yeah. while anyway. Well, let's get into this. We're not here to put our legal ducks in a row uh, while facing a court battle. We're here to keep Canada weird. We were given this unique mandate 
by our country's government. I am not going to fail them. Not now, not ever. We're going to do it, and we're going to do it by celebrating a collection of weird news stories that took place over the past week. We have the story mm -hmm. of a Canada goose or Canada geese attack. And I'm, it's tough with the plural, goose and geese. Canada geese attack. We're going to talk about 1,000 mysterious condoms and not a condom less. We're going to hear about the woman who will not stop twerking, even when threatened with arrest. And we're going to end it with an honest obituary. And throughout the whole thing, I'm going to be peppering in voice memos from our listeners. Mm, Ready to get into this? My, my favorite. I love the voice. Let's start with the voice. You memo. want to start with it? Let's jump right into one. Yeah, start with one. Yeah, then we'll then we'll throw a few in and out uh, as we move along. Okay, I already mentioned hugs, right? I was talking, you know, in talking about your back. Uh, we heard from a listener mm. named Keith who uh, also, like both of us, has an aversion to hugs, especially so from strangers. But in Keith's case, that aversion to hugs actually backfired. Listen to this. Hey, Aaron and Jordan. Uh, this is Keith. I uh, love the show. And I just wanted to leave a note about um, the hugging. And because I just listened to your, to your podcast. And I'm an introverted individual, and I find hugs socially awkward. So uh, generally speaking, I only hug uh, my mother and my girlfriend, uh, you know, people that are really close to me. And so I'm 41, and in my 30s, I said, well, I'm an adult now. I can put my foot down and stop all this unnecessary socially awkward hugging with coworkers and friends, etc. cetera. Uh, that kind of backfired because people didn't actually respect my wishes and basically said, ah, 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 no, we're, you know, I'm a hugger. I'm going to hug you anyway. And so my girlfriend's uh, from out west in, in BC, and I'm from Nova Scotia. And so her family came down for a visit uh, last year. And so I got to meet them for the first time. And her cousin's very extroverted. And so her cousin hugs me and says, wow, that was a really awkward hug. So I went through the spiel about how I don't like hugs and the whole works. And uh, so she said, you know, I'm a hugger. You're going to get hugs from me. And it actually got to the point she had a T-shirt made for me that says Keith loves hugs. So my attempts <laughs> to squash the hugging actually completely backfired and actually escalated at the point where I actually have a shirt about how much that says how much I love hugs. Anyway, love the show. Uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh, that sucks for Keith, right? And now everyone's going to want to hug him. You show up somewhere with a shirt mm -hmm. that says, I'm Keith and I don't like being hugged. You see that? You hug that guy. Yeah, really. It's like, don't push that button. And then all you want to do is push that button. Mm -hmm. You know, right. but that button launches the nukes, man. Um. Keith's mistake but, was making it weird. Like, I think as someone who has an aversion to hugs, I think it's best to like, don't be like, I'm not a hugger and all this stuff. I think just give like a quick hug, just get in and get out. Unless of course it's like a stranger yeah, or something. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to make a big production out of it. You wind um, up with a shirt. You wind up with a shirt. Yeah, I don't really know though. At the same time, like that's not going to prevent people from hugging him. And if he doesn't want to be hugged, he he shouldn't have to be having hugs forced upon him. So um, you would think coming out of the pandemic that we'd be a bit more consensual with touching other people's <laughs> bodies, you know? Like, is it uh, okay if I hug you? Like, are you... Because dur during the pandemic, people were, like, in the early days of the pandemic, when we started to 
kind of socialize a little bit, come out of our houses a little bit. <laughs> and people would, would kind of be like, oh, is it OK if I give you a hug or is it OK if I shake your hand? Or like people would ask permission to do those things because mm-hmm. they were very leery about uh, some people didn't want to touch at all at that time. Um, but 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 people immediately dropped all of that. Yeah, it's interesting what stuck around and what didn't from the and pandemic. And not much stuck around. The only stuff that stuck around was the stuff that like made businesses make more money. Like everything still takes longer and costs more. Yeah. But all yeah. the other like the stuff I enjoyed like social distancing and I don't know and just avoiding people that that went away pretty quick. I think it's really And I sad. really thought in the early days of the pandemic that like, oh, the handshake is gone. Like, why would we ever go back to shaking hands? It doesn't make any sense. And then we went right back to shaking hands. Like, <laughs> people try to shake my hand all the time. Well, we you should know. get you a, a shirt that says, don't shake Aaron's hand. He doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, I don't want your goobers. Let's get into it here. Of our stories, do you want to start? I, I think we should start with the uh, story of the Canada goose or Canada geese attacks. I really enjoy this one. Sure, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Um, this is a story that is pulled directly from the pages of the Animal Uprising. This is Animal Uprising 101. Uh, this is the story of Jackie Gravel from Gatineau, Quebec, who was involved in an accident on her e-scooter that left her with a broken jaw and forced her to eat pureed food with a syringe for six weeks. She's now warning other riders of e-scooters, but I think she should warn everyone, to exercise caution, especially when in the presence of Canada geese. Here's the story. That was, yeah, the day of in the emergency in the trauma unit. Mm-hmm. I don't even recognize myself. It's It happened July 31st, around 11 in the morning. I was on my way to work. I came upon this flock of Canada geese, but they were all separate. Like they kind of made a road for me to pass on. This one rogue Canada goose, I don't know if she didn't hear the bell or whatever, ran in front of me. And when you're on a scooter and it was going fairly fast, it makes you go like this. And I I hit the, the pavement basically with my face. When my chin hit the pavement, well, I'm fractured here. Uh, but it basically, the impact brought my jaw, my lower jaw, into my head. It can happen to anybody at any time. It could be a rock in, in the middle of the road that you don't notice, you know, so. I feel so bad for her. Her trying to talk mm-hmm. on the news, you can hear she has her, her jaw wired shut. Yeah. Her jaw yeah. wired shut is what I just mumbled. Um, I got it. I, I made you up perfectly. So in that story... She's driving her e-scooter, which I believe is the mo- is the funniest vehicle to drive. She's driving yeah. an e-scooter through a park. She sees a pack of Canada geese, and they do with what ducks or birds or whatever are supposed to do. They all get out of the way and give her room to zip through, except for one. She's referred to it herself as a rogue Canada goose. It did not obey the law. That, was it Jerry Seinfeld or George or something who talked about the agreement? Oh, between the birds. Yeah, the yeah. Birds. Yeah. yeah. It, it did not abide by those rules. And this rogue Canada goose stepped in front of Jackie, took her out, leaving her land face first into the ground, busting her jaw, breaking her jaw. Yeah. Well, I mean, the issue is with the pavement more than the bird, isn't it? 
I mean, yeah. The, yeah, the bourbon's there, but like she said, it could be a rock. It could be uh, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so is the issue here how fast she was going on the scooter and and was she wearing a helmet? Was she? I mean, even if the, she had a helmet, it's not going to help her jaw. What's she? Well, not necessarily. About? I don't know. I mean, if if like if, a motorcycle helmet on a easy yeah thing? yeah because if you're falling um, and you have the helmet on, there's some separation there from. It could have helped. Uh, I think. I don't think it would have done any harm, but I don't, I've never seen anyone like I see a lot of people on these e-scooter things without any without any helmet, without but, anything, uh, yeah. Let alone a motorcycle helmet that would protect your head and your jaw and face yeah, there would be stuff. kind of a little, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not so. I I think she's not going as far as to put out a warning to people of Canada geese and rogue Canada geese specifically. Uh, I don't know if it's a warning about e-scooters because you could fall off a bike as well. I wonder if she's just telling people. But to... how fast was she going? That's what we need to understand mm-hmm. here. If I had her number, I'd call her. Uh, yeah, but I, like but I... didn't. They didn't really get into the details that that I really wanted to hear out of the coverage on this story. Mm-hmm. I, I was she wearing a helmet, and 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 let's say maybe the helmet would have helped, maybe it wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But was she wearing a helmet? And how fast was she going? Mm-hmm. And did the Canada goose that went rogue, did it step out in front of her? Did it jump and raise its wings and create like a wall of Canada goose? And you need to have a license to drive a car, right? Mm-hmm. So in order to get that license, you have to pass a road test. Mm-hmm. And uh, you take driving lessons. You mm-hmm. you learn driver safety. On an True. e-scooter, you you don't receive any of that. You don't have to do any of that. Now, would there have been some safety tips and tricks that she could have applied here that would have prevented her from falling on the scooter? You know, when she saw the geese, uh, did she just assume that she could keep up her current speed and that they would move out of the way, or did she slow down? Hmm. So there's and, a lot of unknowns here that she didn't get into. Now, I I don't want to make light of the situation. She had a very bad accident. She <laughs> went through hell with this broken jaw. Uh, it sounded very painful, very awful. And and I'm glad she's recovering. And I just want to state that for the record. Um, but, you know, this, this doesn't sound like it, it could have just happened to her. You know, this almost okay. sounds like there might have been circumstances that were under her control that possibly she could have prevented this from happening. Um, So you're not entire. uh, I set this up as this is animal uprising 101. You think this could be kind of a false flag, I guess. I don't think it's false flag. What I think is the geese were just there, you know, Mm -hmm. they were just doing their thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, her falling was in direct relation to the animal uprising. I don't think the geese strategically planned that. Um, However, what I do think will be the ripple effect Mm -hmm. of this in relation to the animal uprising is that they're going to see how easily they will able to knock her down off of the Mm e-scooter. And they're going to say, we as geese who frequent the sidewalks and frequent the parks where people ride these e-scooters 
we're going to easily be able to topple them over. Look how easily we toppled her without even trying. Mm, interesting thought. Uh, I want to break away from this story and move on to another story of an animal uprising that's shared with us from an anonymous listener from Cape Breton. When I get an anonymous voice memo, I know it's something to listen up carefully for. Mm. This is certainly a story from the animal uprising. Hi, Jordan and Aaron. I have a coyote uprising story for you. Uh, so I recently bought 30 acres of land out in the middle of nowhere on the outskirts of St. Peter's, Cape Breton. Um, so we cleared a little bit of land out there. There's no power lines, no houses. I am totally on coyote territory. Um, so I decided to take my 11 year old, my seven year old, my dog and my 11 year old's friend out camping for a couple of days. Um, so the first night went okay. Um, uh, we could hear the coyotes off in the distance, but we were keeping a safe distance from each other. So all was good. Um, until day two at about four o'clock, uh, we were at the campsite, luckily, um, and we got surrounded by a pack of coyotes. I'm talking like seven, eight coyotes on all sides of us. They were howling and barking so loudly. It was like piercing your ears, like you couldn't even think straight. And I grabbed my dog. I yelled to the kids who were like probably 20 feet from me, and they were very close to the coyotes. Um and I just told them, get to the camper, don't run, but get there as quickly as you can. Um, so just out of luck, the coyotes weren't in between us and the camper, um, but it was a very close call. I don't know what's going on with coyotes in Cape Breton, but it's getting pretty scary. So, of course, that connects to the story we talked about, I guess, two weeks ago related to coyotes in the highlands of Cape Breton, the Inganish area, um, mm -hmm. the Skyline Trail. This is in a whole separate part of Cape Breton. Like she says, I don't know what is going on with coyotes in Cape Breton. That story was terrifying. And it was maybe the ambiance of, I, I assume it was her dog in the background. I don't know if you could hear just like an animal's footsteps on what sounded like tile or hardwood floor throughout that entire. I could call. hear that. Yeah. I thought she was, she had her tap shoes on. I thought she was just dancing tap while she was <laughs> calling. And I, yeah, while I practice tap, I'm going to leave a voicemail on the nighttime podcast.com <laughs> at nighttime podcast.com slash contact slash contact. Yeah, I always yeah. make that clear as if people can't figure out, you can go to the website and click the word contact. You got to write it all down. Mm -hmm. and, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a scary story. Uh, anonymous listener, I'm glad you got out of there all right, but you should have known better than to go camping, given gestures broad gestures broadly. What's going on? Everything in this world. Yeah, you yeah. Go I mean, the, the coyotes, yeah, the coyotes are at it again. It's no surprise. They figured out that we're terrified of them and that they can come for us at any time. And soon they're going to be right at our doorsteps. That's, that's the next step. So get ready. Let's move on to what I think might be my favorite story of the month. This is the story of 1,000 mysterious condoms and not a condom less, not a condom more, 1,000. This involves a woman from Northern Ontario who says she has no idea why a box containing 1,000 Trojan condoms was delivered to her doorstep. Let's listen to this. 
and then try to make sense of it. I heads up about the sensitive nature of this next story. Many of us shop online, and it's not unusual to have packages showing up at our door on a regular basis. But a woman says she was shocked when she opened up a large box which contained something she claims she didn't order. Here's Pat Foran and Consumer Alert. Pat. Nathan and Michelle, the woman from northern Ontario says she was totally surprised to get a delivery of more than 1,000 condoms. Even though she didn't order them, Amazon said she still had to pay the bill of almost $700. This is the box that we received. Joelle Anglehart occasionally orders from Amazon, but says she definitely did not order 30 boxes of Trojan condoms. The resident of Chapleau, Ontario, says she did get an email saying they were on the way. We um, automatically assume that the email was a scam um, because it's, it's not anything remotely near what we would purchase or what we would need. When the package arrived, Anglehart's husband was in the hospital recovering from an illness, and she says they have no idea why the box containing over 1,000 of them showed up. We really can't understand what exactly took place um, and, and why we received the package at our house. They became more concerned when Amazon billed their credit card $670. Anglehart says she was told because they were personal items, they could not be returned and she had to pay up. We clearly did not order this package. It's a lot of money. Anglehart had been trying to get a refund for the past four months. When CTV News contacted Amazon, a spokesperson said, it's our commitment to make things right for customers and to hold bad actors accountable. Amazon secured the customer's account and their money has been returned. Anglehart was relieved to get her $670 back. Thank you, CTV. We love you guys. She was also told she could keep the items, though she's not sure what she'll do with them. But I would perhaps try to advertise that I have selling condoms at a discounted price. Where do we start with this one? Do you want to, mm. um, do you want to talk about our thoughts on the story? Do we want to try to get to the bottom of the mystery? It's a lot to unpack. Uh, well, let's, let's, uh, yeah. Um, let's talk about our theories at the end. Okay. Uh, so let's 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 uh, let's talk about how she should handle because Amazon gave her the money back. She has a thousand ish condoms. Yeah, uh, she made a little joke about selling condoms at a discounted price. Uh, I don't think that's that uh, funny. I think if she set up a table at the flea market selling individual condoms, that would be an interesting way to get rid of them. Yeah, like realistically, um, marketplace. You say go go to the flea market and or marketplace or Facebook marketplace and just <laughs> the farmers just have... market. <laughs> I just when I heard that story, that was where my thought went. Because yeah. for me, I'd be trying to make a buck off it. But yeah, well, the... her her kids are like, we want to open a lemonade stand this summer, mom. Like, no, <laughs> <We're> selling <laughs> condoms on the side of the street this summer <laughs> because I'm out six hundred and seventy dollars. Uh, I like how that news story started with like you know. Listener discretion, the sensitive nature of this, is the sensitive nature that it says the word condom? Like, there was nothing graphic at all about that I think that they're report. doing a play on words because a condom can reduce your sensitivity oh. when you're wearing it. Um, and they were just trying to be, you know, some word play from okay. the usual kind of suspects. If you, okay, you get a story, you're a reporter and you have a story about a woman who mysteriously gets a, like a thousand condoms delivered to her. And that is the best word play you can come up with at the beginning. I'm disappointed in that reporter. Well, let's come up with some better word play right now. Um, 
where uh, the rubber meets the road this woman <laughs> there could be something about consumer protection oh that'd be good yeah consumer protection um i don't want to sound dirty so i'm not, I'm not going to make any uh okay here's what i think is going on though you want me to tell you yeah i have a theory too so let's hear yours and then okay I'll, I'll give you my... my theory is so it, it mentions in the news clip that her husband is away for a short amount of time he's in the hospital <laughs> oh yeah for, for a period of time coincidentally a a box of boxes of condoms show up as your mm -hmm. husband's out of town. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say that's what was happening, but ah, the timing's coincidental. So your theory is the husband's is ordering these condoms for his various affairs. No, I think the husband's in the hospital, so I don't think he has anything to do with it. Oh, see, I, I think that um, the hospital is a lie. I think the husband oh. is just going, saying, I have to go, you know, I have to go to the hospital just to get my treatments. You know, I'm just recovering from my sickness still, sweetheart. She's like, you've been sick for a while. <laughs> Do you need me to, to come with you? No, the doctor said it's just too weirdly contagious. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to go week. away for a couple of days for my treatments. And uh, if I get any mail, don't open it <laughs> yeah and he meant to like swing by and or have a friend female yeah companion. yeah he's like listen dude I, I need a solid from you i need you there's, there's a box of a thousand condoms on my front step <laughs> i just need you to pick them up and take them to this cabin i'm staying at i just don't want you to ask any questions just drop the condoms off <laughs> and uh and get out i think we got it as far as how she gets rid of the condoms, yeah, she could get her kids to sell them in a kind of twisted lemonade stand. I vote for flea market or Facebook marketplace. They could also be used as balloons. Yeah. Uh, she could start a balloon animal children's party. Or she just uh, makes eggplant. Business. Yeah, she just makes eggplants. <laughs> well, she could tie the eggplants together and make helicopters. Yeah. Could you? I don't know, man. Oh, and people can do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's Just move on. Up and make swords. Let's move on. We have a regular stream of new listeners coming to this show, and they're not always hip to things that have happened in the past. And we, of course, we make reference to um, past topics or past themes that came up on the show. I received a voice memo from a new listener who has a simple question. I think we can help them. Listen to this. Hi, Jordan. Hi, handsome Aaron Airport. Uh, I'm from Surrey, BC. Love your show. Absolutely believe in the animal uprising and that we are all doomed. But as a new listener, I have a question. What the hell is Aaron Gate? Thank you. Uh, what the hell is Aaron Gate? I, I picture one year from now when we hear what the hell is Live Show Gate. Aaron uh, mm. Gate. For this new listener from Surrey, we're glad to have you tuned into the show. We're glad to have your support in the resistance against the animal uprising. Um, Aaron Gate was a situation in which we received a voice memo from a listener that um, criticized Aaron's delivery. Uh, no, not his delivery. I think they said it's you my bring... opinion and my attitude. Yeah, they thought you brought them down or brought the show down by being negative about stuff. Uh, that led to a situation in which Aaron was ready to walk away from the show. He was on the verge of quitting. We were even 
behind the scenes talking to possible replacements, but all of the listeners, all the members of Keep Canada Weird Nation joined together to show Aaron the love in a series of listener voice memos uh, mm -hmm. that turned the whole thing around. We actually have an, a past episode. I don't remember the date of it, but the episode's title was something like the trial of handsome Aaron Airport. Yes, that's and right. That was the episode that turned it around. So Aaron Gate was a situation far in our past. He's happy and he's with the show now. So mm -hmm. you don't need to worry too much about what Aaron Gate was because that's that's it. It was. It, yeah. It, it, if it you'd like to is. if you'd like to not go back to, you know, digging through previous older episodes um and you want to see a repeat of Aaron Gate then just lightly criticize me and mm. we'll go through the whole thing again because I'm kickstart it I'm, I'm extremely childish so <laughs> yeah I want to read you a story here this is a one of those like uh, when when the news reports on a police press release this is a story pulled from some of the strangest pages of Canadian crime history. This involves the story of a drunk woman that simply will not stop twerking. Here it is. Mm. A Mountie in the Kootenays, I don't know what the Kootenays is. A Mountie in the Kootenays took a woman to jail over the weekend after she blocked access to his cruiser, screaming at him while persistently twerking, according to police. The Trail RCMP, in its weekly roundup of noteworthy incidents, said the officer was called to a business Sunday evening for a report of a woman causing a disturbance by refusing to leave. Although the RCMP member got her to leave the establishment, she declined to leave the area, according to authorities. I, I just want to say that establishment is definitely a bar. Um, <laughs> anyway, when the officer attempted to return to his police vehicle, the woman blocked his path and began twerking while yelling obscenities at him. The officer warned the woman that her actions would result in her address, her, her arrest. However, she remained committed to her course of action. The statement from the Mounties continues. The woman then was arrested for breach of the peace, as well as for violating the province's liquor laws by being intoxicated in public. She was transported to jail where she remained until she sobered up. Police did not indicate. Police did not indicate if they planned to recommend criminal charges. So it's still up in the air. She's even going to get charged. She likely just had a night in the liquor in the drunk tank. But oh, man, she must have had too much to drink. Um, or I mean, I'm sure that, <laughs> I'm sure there was some alcohol involved. Yes. But if you discover all of a sudden that you're a great twerker, like mm -hmm. you've learned a new move, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone's people are seeing you do this and they're like, oh, my God, like you're incredible. Like, have you have you auditioned for music videos? Uh, have you thought about uh, performing this in front of people like people need to see this you're so good at it and so when you have that kind of confidence and that newfound dance move that you have and you've mastered it you want people to see it and you're mm -hmm. proud of it and she was just giving them a free show and and maybe people including the authorities we're misinterpreting that as disrespect mm -hmm. and there could have been a part of her that thought maybe it's going to get me out of a ticket maybe she was trying to show that how sober she was by doing a dance yeah, so professionally yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to touch my fingers to my nose that's 
Any drunk, any any old drunk can do that. Watch this. Watch this as I twerk and and shake my rump in front of you in such an angelic and coordinated fashion that there's yeah. absolutely no way I could be intoxicated, officer. And then maybe to um, back up your theory, the report says she was yelling obscenities at the whole time. But I'll tell you, there is a lot of music I hear on the radio that to me sounds like someone shouting obscenities. So she's mm -hmm. so all she was doing is singing and dancing. Yeah, okay. exactly. And I, maybe I, that's why there's no charges. They know if this gets to court, no jury will convict her when she absolutely. starts dancing on the stand, twerking. Well, they're going to have to see it because if we don't have a videotape of it mm -hmm. and she's in court, the judge needs to see what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So can you recreate the twerking <laughs> and the situation that you were doing in front of these officers so we can have an idea of what we're judging here? Mm -hmm. And then it's going to turn into a, you know, courtroom's got talent type situation. Yeah. And as soon as she starts, the gavel falls, not guilty. <laughs> the gavel falls, talented. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, now we know what happened there. I'm glad we brought that up. Uh, but you know, we have often when we put these episodes together and we prepare our stories to fulfill our mandate, there's like one or two good ones, one or two not so good kind of B level stories. Tonight is all bangers is the way I'll put it. We had the the rogue Canada geese. We had the thousand condoms. We had the twerking. And now we're going to get into a story of an honest, a painfully honest obituary an obituary that was even titled like thank or i think it was titled karma this obituary had a name um very few obituaries begin with words like i'm pleased to announce or thank karma for doing its thing but this particular obituary written by amanda dennis is obviously the product of someone who believes in blunt honesty the obituary she wrote for her father in, who passed away recently in BC is turning more than a few heads. Listen to this. Obituaries are usually a, summer of, a summary of the best parts of a person's life. Now, one woman whose father died is defending an obituary she wrote that she says gives an honest picture of the type of person he was. In the send-off, the man's daughter calls him abusive, narcissistic, and an absentee father. She goes on to say because he treated people with disdain, there will be no service. The funeral home would not publish the obit, so she did it herself. I posted it to my own personal Facebook page and my own TikTok page. I've gotten a lot of response from it, from people that I don't even know. Some of them I thought maybe knew my father, but no, they were just messaging to say, it was brave of you and not everyone can do this. And thank you for standing up for children who have these strained relationships and who feel this way, but are not empowered enough to say anything about it. She ends the obituary by thanking the people who cared for her father and with a positive message that reads, in lieu of flowers or donations, just be kind to your fellow human. Spread light and love where you can and do with your life what this man clearly lacked the ability to do. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Ouch. 
and it, a part of me is, you know, it thinks that the world could use a bit more honesty in obituaries. But um, yeah, that is heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. Um, it's hard to comment too when we didn't know this person. Uh, we don't know the intimate details of mm-hmm. the relationship that she had um, with her father. It was clearly strained. It sounds like he was abusive. It sounds like uh, he was not a nice person. Um, it's sad. It It is. I do find, though, and I don't know if this is a controversial opinion for this uh, topic, but I do find when someone passes, though, like to kind of um, go about an obituary in this way, I don't find it appropriate. I don't know. You, mm-hmm. Even if they were the worst person, mm-hmm. like it's almost like there's ways to word an obituary where you can mention that, you know, the person was troubled and the person, um, had a hard time being nice to people and, and, and like had a complicated relationship with the people close to them. Mm-hmm. And you can word it in a way that you're not ignoring that, but at the same time, you're not taking digs at this person's death. And yeah, cause it does come across as, as digs and, mm-hmm. but, and I do agree with what you're saying. It's, I also am, I'm of the mindset that no one is like, evil it's like your kind of your circumstances lead mm-hmm. lead you to that and i'm sure with this man yeah he's by the sounds of it, he's an awful father and he had a horrible relationship with his daughter but i have a feeling if we can look at his life and learn more about him and how he was raised you know maybe you're like oh i see mm-hmm. yeah and and it just seems to me that when someone dies it's it's time to to move forward from those things. And I don't know. I, I It's hard to say. I'm not in the such, I'm not her. I'm not in her shoes. So it's really, it's really tough for me to say <clears throat> that I wouldn't do the same thing she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like I respect the funeral home for not publishing the obituary. Yeah, that was the right the type decision. Of thing. Yeah, that's not the type of thing that we publish. That's not the way we handle anybody's passing, mm-hmm. no matter how complicated a history that person has. You know, yeah. everybody gets a respectful send off because life is filled with all types of ups and downs, and not everybody handles life the same way because of various circumstances. So, um, so I think he should have gotten a at least an appropriate obituary or, or, or no, just no obituary. No obituary, which sounds yeah. like is maybe the the thing. If the only person left to write your obituary is your daughter, who absolutely hates your guts, yeah, yeah, don't have an obituary. Yeah, that is ultimately the the best way it should have been handled was no obituary at all. Oh. Um, and then just let the person go to rest. You know, that's kind of. You know, their life is over now. Or whatever, just shut the book. There's no, having some kind of a a spiteful, I don't know if spiteful is the right word, but. Uh, I don't think it's far off. 
Yeah, certainly close to hateful, like a very hateful um, obituary. It doesn't change the past. Mm-hmm. So what are you gaining by writing this? What are you gaining at all? And it feels more like putting on a show than it was uh, coming to terms with someone's passing. Yeah, I agree. But that also, I agree with everything you said about this story. That all said, though, um, to support her in this, I don't know what that would be like. I have had and have amazing relationships with both my parents. So I don't know how someone would deal with losing a parent because I haven't lost one, nor losing a parent that they have this horrible relationship with. So mm-hmm. I think it's, um, yeah, it's an ugly story. Yeah. In, in like way. write it, write it down, you know, and I, and I agree with you, you know, when you say that, that I'm not in her shoes, you know, Certainly I, I kind not. of briefly mentioned that earlier, but you have wonderful parents, Aaron. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, who I knows what could happen in between now and then, you know, my, my dad could, uh, could really, really anger me in some he way. Pushes, yeah, he pushes. I think it's more likely to be your mom, though. No, oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Your dad <laughs> yeah, is so yeah. so calm and stuff. I've never met your mom, but your oh, dad. Okay. Is, yeah, your, yeah. I feel like your dad is just. No, neither of my parents ever anger me. So okay. for me, awesome it'll be parents, it, so. for me, it'll be my mom. For sure, your mom. Yeah, we're yeah. too much alike. Your mom might might piss me off too. <laughs> exactly. So maybe maybe if your mom passes, you know, um, I'm gonna write a nasty obituary for your mom. Good. She'll haunt your house. Yeah, she'll have to find me first. Brick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on with that. We have to wrap this up. Let's get into one more voice memo. Uh, I'm gonna be careful with this one because it includes an address. Okay, here we go. go. This is a question for you. Although it's I don't know if it's even a question because I think we already agreed to it. (laughs) You'll see what I mean. Hey, Aaron, this is Corey Rose. Hey, I just uh, was listening to your podcast and I heard my voicemail and yes, I am driving. I work for a roofing company. I travel all day every day doing estimates and checking on my crews. Uh, yeah, I would love it if you'd uh, send me uh, a Wonder Bar or two. Um, I'll give you my address. My home address is... <laughs> I'm going to stop it right there. <laughs> Do you remember? This is the guy that uh, he... Uh, Corey. Yeah, yeah, they travel. Him and his son, wasn't it? I, or... I think it was some friends maybe they travel across the border and they buy a I bunch of wonder remember. bars yeah i do remember he travels and and the and the, and the wonder bar wonder bar yeah uh he does deliver his address he addresses that to you as if you're going to send him wonder bars if anyone does it's going to be me that's true so you yeah. tell me aaron if i should send Corey a bunch of wonder bars i'm going to place the order right now Corey. um i'm going to look jordan dead in the eyes and say send Corey a wonder bar or several or a thousand condoms. Oh yeah. <laughs> if I if I was rich, the things I would do, I would mm-hmm. send a thousand condoms to him. Um, but no, we will send him some wonder bars. And you let know, that I was be at a, a store. Message. I was at a store oh. the other day and I was looking to choose a chocolate bar for a drive I was about to take. And I thought, oh, I haven't had a wonder bar in a while because I remember Corey's voicemail. Mm. And I couldn't find any wonder bars in that <sighs> store. I think they got them at Dollarama. I had one not too long ago. My son 
was like he my oldest son loves trying all the different chocolate bars so whenever we're at a gas station or something he looks for one he's never had before and picks it uh, it was maybe a month ago three weeks ago he picked a wonder bar and i forgot mm. i took a bite and i forgot how delicious wonder bars yeah are. it's been years for me so i really want to next time i you want me to send one, you one should i send you one it sounds like you're gonna have to because i'm having a hard time <laughs> finding them in the local area but let that be a message to listeners who are abroad if you're not in canada we have all sorts of weird and unique canadian treats like ketchup chips like wonder bars um, if a listener from abroad is willing to send us a review of a Canadian food, send us a voice memo letting us know, and I will get something out to you, and I'll include a Keep Canada Weird sticker so you can stick it to something, and all we'll want is for you to eat the food and send us back a voice memo giving a heartfelt review of it. Corey, your Wonder Bars, consider them sent. But with that, Aaron, we got to wrap this up. Anything you want to say, anything you want to call out for Halloween's in the air any, or not in the air in the near future, anything else? Well, yeah, that's in the air. You know, you can smell Halloween if the weather gets a little nippier. I don't know. You go to stores now. It's already Christmas stuff. It's like they skipped Halloween. No, oh, they, they did Halloween in August. It seemed it, or it was like a week in, at the beginning of September. Yeah, it was, you blinked. It's gone now. Mm-hmm. I'm into Easter now. I'm, I'm shopping for Easter um yeah yeah let's get some uh some still some more ideas that we need for our halloween episode Mm -hmm. Uh, so any listeners who want to feed us an idea whether through email or social media or um going to nighttimepodcast.com slash contact yes and and give us an idea of a Halloween-themed subject that we can cover on Keep Canada Weird. I got an idea. If you have, if you're thinking of uh, ideas th- for things we could do for a Halloween show, and you come up th- and you come up with something, and you're like, "No, that's a stupid idea. That'd never work, or that would be awful." Send that too, because our Halloween mm-hmm. show could just be us reviewing and discussing the different ideas for Halloween shows. And we you- did. We only cover the worst ones that we got. Yeah, <laughs> this is the worst ideas we got for our Halloween themed episode. Um, that will be our Halloween episode. That'll be that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, Handsome Aaron Airport. Until next time. Jordan. Until next time. Um, take care of yourself and get good legal advice before you make any moves or issue any kind of settlement. Yeah, and I'll say, uh, <clears throat> Jordan, until next time, I'm going to uh, think about my obituary that I'm going to write for you, which I know will be entitled Jordan Bonaparte, One Giant Piece of Shit. Wow. That's, that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to write your obituary called. I want to thank you for helping Aaron and I fulfill our mission to keep Canada weird, but let us also call out to you for even greater support. If something weird happens in your neck of the woods, let us know about it. Or if you have any thoughts, opinions, or feedback on the stories we discussed this week, we want to hear about that too. The best way to reach us is by a voice memo sent via nighttimepodcast.com contact. We can't wait to hear from you. Now, I'm going to start wrapping this up, but before I do, let me give some thanks. First, a big thanks to Aaron for sharing another evening with me and with you, the listeners at Nighttime. A shout out to the internet's favorite cult leader, Unicole, who provides the intro and outro voiceovers. 
And lastly, but most importantly, a massive thanks to each and every one of you listening, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Lolly, Kara, and Anna, thank you for your generous support. If anyone else would like to support the show, you can help us out here in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription costs only a couple dollars a month, and that money funds the creation of the show, but a premium feed subscription also gives you the episodes two days early, gives them to you ad-free, and gives you access to a full back catalog of episodes. So that sounds like something you might be interested in. You can check it out at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And if you don't want to go premium, but want to help out the show, you can give us a hand by simply sharing this episode on social media and let all your like-minded friends know why they should listen. We appreciate your support in helping this grow. So with all that said, until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let us know if you see anything weird. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. So anyway, I'm going to cut the mics here. Uh, are you meeting with the lawyer this week about the fence? Uh, no, it's next week. Okay. It's already booked, though. Do you need me to come down for it? or? Uh, or do we don't I think she said that you, well, we can conference you in. or okay. I don't know if it'll be over Zoom or... Because okay. I got... I've been ta- I talked to my mom uh, about it to see if she can help. Mm-hmm. If it comes to it, I got, I can probably get 200 bucks. Uh, I don't have really, I don't know. I have to take a look at, but I don't want to consider my bank account and see what's going on. I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't know. I don't think we should kind of give up on. I don't, I don't think we did anything wrong. I think if anyone's sued, it should be the venue. We'll see what the lawyer said. All right. We should probably not be talking about this right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. I left the mics on. Oh no. How do I edit this?